Hello, welcome to Culture Dumps. I'm Ryan Lichten, and I'm sitting here with Parks Miller. And today's dump is a good one. We've been, uh, you know, suggested this by a couple different people, so I'm not going to give any one person credit for it except for myself <laughs> because because uh, <laughs> that's how it works. If one person tells us uh, that, that it's a, a good idea and we decide it is, then we'll give that person credit. If a bunch of people do, then it's our idea. <laughs> that's that's yes. going to be what, what, what we're doing with this. <laughs> So today we are talking about Chris Gaines. Now, mm-hmm. Chris Gaines is not a real person, but definitely left a very real mark on pop culture in the most dump-worthy of ways. And what if you're not familiar with who Chris Gaines is, Chris Gaines is Garth Brooks. And right. Garth Brooks, just about everyone on the planet knows who he is. Mm-hmm. And the idea of him, you know, someone that famous, that recognizable, doing a like very self-indulgent passion project that really earned more head scratches than praise. That's what this was. And it's like this legendary what the fuck moment in music history and just pop culture history in general, because it was so like multifaceted. There's so many different parts to it. And it's, you know, it's coming from one of the most iconic singers of all time. And Chris Gaines is the classic, like, CD album, you know, like, the album cover is Garth Brooks with this little, like, messy, shaggy black wig with a little soul patch, and it's, like, more dark and twisted, right. whereas Garth always has this very positive, like, like, like America's dad, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a thing, and then he went and, like, went, like, dark and tortured, and... He's got a little, little mascara it's also but then it's also so late 90s in his like the tea like the teased hair the execution of it is just such a a, such a thing and the best part is he was completely serious with it 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 wasn't like there was no tongue-in-cheek aspect to this as it was happening now everyone looks back at it with a you know a, a wink and a smile and even garth brooks has talked about it a ton of times with you know like while laughing and you know makes a lot mm-hmm. of jokes about it because even he understands right. you know and uh it, it's just this this thing so let's let's get into the, it this is truly a dump though like this so is like we're, a we're, textbook we're do- dump we're doing like a little double header recording session and uh we just did you know the two live crew thing which you know came out a week before or whatever but like that Two live people still know who Two Live Crew is. Like they, like like they, they went real popular for a minute. Right. But like Chris Gaines. I mean, obviously we know, but I just and maybe I'm completely off the mark here. I just feel like some people just this one really could have slipped by. And for being still for how popular Garth Brooks is, I just feel like Chris Gaines could slip by unless you're like into weird shit like this. Right. Yeah. And well, and there's also a lot of people that have never heard a Garth Brooks song, but they're aware of the Chris Gaines thing because oh, it is so goofy. You know what I mean? Right, so it's like right. you could be like, oh, fuck Garth Brooks. I hate, I hate country music and I hate this like, you know, safe country music, not like not mm-hmm. like outlaw shit, but like right, really right. safe, you know, like pearly white Overpro- smile country music. Yeah. 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 And, and then, you know, for him to do this. So Chris Gaines is the alter ego of country music megastar Garth Brooks. 
Garth Brooks is one of the most successful singers in the history of singing. In the United States alone, he has sold upwards of 158 million records, and that is such an astounding accomplishment that it's almost unheard of. He is the only artist in history to have nine of his albums go diamond, which means at least 10 million copies of Jeez. each of these nine albums sold. And this is just in America. And for reference, the Beatles, they only have six diamond albums. So... <laughs> Yeah, like they're not it, shit. They're nothing compared. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Fucking weak ass band. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why uh, you know the Brits lost the war because we got Garth and they have the Beatles. We, yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. One verse four, no yeah. less. One verse four. Yeah. Yeah, he took them all on. But yeah, mm-hmm. so I mean, he's it, to wrap your mind around how successful Garth Brooks is. It's it's almost difficult. It's like Michael Jackson, uh, in, in a very similar way, in that it's just. So big, so monumental, so iconic that it's like you could do no wrong at that, at that point until you pull a Chris Gaines. And Garth Brooks, he broke through the country market and found mainstream success, which is rare in country music because it's it's such like a, a regional treat, you know, and, and it's mm-hmm. such like a like it's such a genre of music where, first of all, country music is an American thing. You know, you have other artists in other countries that have released country music. Like, for instance, Keith Urban from Australia comes to mind. We'll talk about him mm-hmm. a little bit later. But for the most part it's a it's a very uniquely american thing and it's pretty much just for country fans but garth brooks right. like superseded that and and burst into the mainstream and it was his 1990 smash hit friends in low places that would establish him as much more than just a country superstar oh yeah and we could spend a long fucking time covering the life and times of garth brooks but that's not the show you're listening to this is culture dumps and we're here to talk about chris Gaines. chris Gaines. yes So in 1999, after nearly 10 years of immense success, the most recognizable star in country music, who by this time was also one of the most recognizable entertainers in the world, released a new album under a completely different name, sporting a brand new look. The wholesome country star we knew as Garth Brooks was now the dark, tortured recording artist known as Chris Gaines. Again, it's you're seeing this big smile on this guy wearing, you know, his American flag, you know, Wrangler shirts, and he's on every fucking award show ever. He's, mm-hmm. you know, has all these, you know, he did the dance by this time, uh, Thunder Rolls, like, which, you know, Thunder Rolls actually is an interesting Garth Brooks culture dump because that music video was actually uh, banned from being played on TV because it was the, the song is about domestic violence and about mm. a husband oh, right, be, right. beating a wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, in the music video, Garth Brooks actually plays the abusive husband and like in a very Garth way, cause Garth is always so self-serious in like all of his shit. Even when he's joking, there's like this like storyteller, like classic, like yeah. Americana feel. And he, like in his interview about the Thunder Rolls video, he's like, they're like, so why did you want to play the, the bad guy in the video? He's like, well, I just knew that the song would be so impactful that I didn't want any poor actor to have to take the brunt of uh, criticism. So I decided to step in and like sacrifice himself basically <laughs> like on the altar oh of pop culture. God. So some actor from his one video that no one even fucking cares about now wouldn't have to be the bad guy in the Garth Brooks video, you know, Amazing. which is, yeah. And there's a million jokes. I mean, you know, I love country music and I love Garth Brooks, but there's a billion fucking jokes you could make about like, I'm sure most people listening to Thunder Rolls didn't even fucking see a problem. <laughs> like, you know what right. I mean? And it's like, wait, that oh, guy's yeah. the bad guy? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, there's so many he's, fucking nasty jokes you could make. He's, Garth Brooks is super weird. I don't know a ton about him, but I've seen a couple of weird, his, fir- his first Facebook video, look that up. <laughs> it's just, it's just him. He like 
gets a Facebook account, I guess in like 2015, and he makes a video to let everyone know that he has Facebook. And I mean, that kind of fucked with me for a while. Yeah, it's well, and he, super Garth weird. is, uh, you know, he obviously, if you're anyone famous, you have to be on social media. And he does like all these great Instagram ones where he's just like, we're here in the G studios and uh, swap up. Like, and like, he, again, it's just so wholesome, so dad. Right. Back to 1999. So Garth, along with his production team, Red Strokes Entertainment and Paramount Studios, began to conceptualize a film vehicle for the country superstar. The film was to be titled The Lamb and would be centered around an aging rock star named Chris Gaines, who after a successful but troubled career, gets back in the saddle. Classic trope. Now, in order to promote the film, which was not even in the production stage, Garth and his team devised a multifaceted plan to build excitement for the project. The plan was to have Garth go full gains and release an album, perform live, do interviews, and even release an episode of Behind the Music. This is all for someone that does not exist. And I love the idea. I love it. Like that's, again, it's, it's not something you would expect from a country star, especially someone as big and mainstream as Garth Brooks was. This is a very artistic angle to take. And yeah. it's fucking bizarre. And that's why He's it confused a lot of precedent. people. Yeah. I mean, because like David Bowie had Ziggy Stardust and everyone right. loved that. But uh, but yeah. Bowie lent himself to being like this weird like artist guy. Yeah, Bowie's would, fans you know, are Garth Brooks and 1990s <laughs> fans. These people were just right. like, what the fuck? There's fucking Garth Brooks fans out there right now that if you were to show them the Chris Gaines album, they would think that that was a different guy. Like, they don't even right. know, you know what I mean? Because, like, that's not Garth, man. And, yeah. and that's, that's kind of the thing. But, the again, the idea of, like, no, like, we're going to put out an actual album. Then you're going to go on television as this character. And mm-hmm. then we're going to even make an a full-length episode of Behind the Music, which was super popular in the 90s, yes. you know, where we're going to talk about this imaginary character's entire life. And, again, it's not like they produced a documentary uh, or like a mockumentary about Chris Gaines and then aired it on VH1. No, like they gave it an episode of a show about real musicians. So like the idea being that Chris Gaines is real, but because they never announced the fact that this was all in preparation for a movie about this guy, no one knew what the fuck was going on. Like, yeah, like everyone kind of knew that it was Garth Brooks, but like they didn't understand why. And then they're like, wait, so why is he, is he just Chris Gaines now? Cause he's like right. showing up to on like late night shows to do interviews. And like, you know, like the one kind of like crack in the mask was um, Garth Brooks hosted SNL as Garth Brooks. But then when it came time for the musical performance, he performed as Chris Gaines and it mm. almost comes off as an SNL skit. Cause you're like, right. Okay. Like- Garth Brooks is hosting, but now he's performing and he's not performing as Garth Brooks. So it's like, mm-hmm. again, it's just very confusing. And it's this huge smoke bomb. And the first step in introducing Chris Gaines to the world was releasing the life of Chris Gaines, which was advertised and labeled as the artist's greatest hits album, giving the right. illusion that Chris Gaines had existed for years and had an extensive body of work that was now compiled <laughs> as a greatest hits album that one would expect from an accomplished artist. I like, this is so I mean, but this is fucking great. You know, like, like this I would love be a great way just, to end your career. You know? Yeah. I, I was talking to my girlfriend about this. We we really um 
kind of related it to Joaquin Phoenix and like the, oh, I'm not there. I'm not there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, when Joaquin Phoenix was doing all that stuff, you know, like go, going on Letterman and doing like and putting the gum under the desk and saying I'm quitting acting and doing these rap shows and stuff. And then they released a documentary about it. That makes more sense because he was he was right. being himself. He was just throwing his career away, quote unquote, right. for the camera. Whereas Garth a, Brooks yeah. is now a totally different guy, looks totally different. Like and he's just acting like that. Like, no, he has his own life story and own stories <laughs> right. to tell. And leave it to Garth yes. for being such a good storyteller to where he could literally be on television telling someone else's life story that doesn't exist. Right. Yeah, because, yeah, the Joaquin Phoenix thing is like, it kind of, you know, he's like disheveled. And so it seems like maybe, you know, maybe he's on drugs now and he's just lost it. And it, it kind of like follows a more traditional arc of like the famous person that like loses it, yeah, loses their mind. But then like with the the Chris Gaines thing, there's no like, you'd be like, is he on drug? I mean, it doesn't seem like he's got a drug addiction now. Like it no, seems yet yeah. it was so big time together. Right, right. It just totally threw. And again, the album, it wasn't like, oh, like again, like with David Bowie, like, oh, Ziggy Stardust, and then it's Diamond Dogs, and then it's Aladdin Zane. Like, like not in that order. I don't know what the order is, but well, you know but what he, I'm saying? But he, it's more of just a con. I mean, you know, he wasn't like, it's funny, but Chris Gaines is a little more committed than Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, because that's artistic expression. This is literally right. Garth Brooks posing as and acting like a different person entirely. And to come out with the greatest hits, which insinuates that you've had a long career to where you've had all these great hits that are now being compiled. It's not like Garth right. Brooks as Chris Gaines in the life of Chris Gaines, and it's like a new concept album. No, it's the greatest hits for this guy that we're all just supposed to accept has existed for years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's right, coming right. from the biggest guy fucking ever. It, it's so crazy i can't stress that enough it's so weird and so when you're as big as garth brooks is and was at the time even the strangest concept project will get legs and become somewhat of a hit even if it's just out of fan curiosity the chris Mm. gaines greatest hits album went two times platinum and rose to number two on the billboard 200 chart but then once the cds hit the stores the sales slumped so poorly that retailers across the country were just dumping these like you would go into like tower records and there would just be a bin of chris gaines cds for like five bucks like and it because that's the thing, folks, with, with the platinum system. We've talked about this before. It's not how many people are buying them from the stores. It's how many units are ordered. So mm. if they're like, okay, this Chris Gaines shit is weird, but we know as record buyers for stores that this is actually the new Garth Brooks project. So Garth Brooks is huge. Let's order millions of these things. And mm-hmm. then you realize, oh, shit, like it isn't a Garth Brooks album. It's Chris Gaines right, right to the right. fucking discount bin. They go. And that's yeah. what kind of gave it this reputation as this novelty and like a total what the fuck moment. Because like it happened, it came out, sold a bunch really quick, then just dropped the fuck off. And again, no one had any idea that this was all in an attempt to make a movie like they like mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of interesting, too, because you don't really do that like like the better thing to do would be make the fucking movie then put out all this stuff to like you, you know what i mean where it's like okay you've seen the movie about chris gaines now you can get the greatest hits album but they did it backwards <laughs> so. but to, but i guess but to your point the joaquin phoenix thing i think that worked so well because the movie came out after the fact well yes and that but not movie, that he though, was in 
Yeah, well, but he wasn't inspired by Joaquin Phoenix, so that happened after the Chris Gaines. I mean, well, yeah, no, definitely. But the the Joaquin Phoenix thing, and again, the only reason why I'm relating it is because it's it like it's the only thing that's kind of close to this. Mm-hmm. But that movie is a documentary, you know, and it's a documentary right, right. about this part. And mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix isn't playing a different person, you know. He's yeah, he's himself right. just down on the dumps. Garth Brooks literally just put on a wig and a soul patch and was like, no, I'm Chris Gaines. I have my whole different life. I have a whole different career. I have a greatest hits right, of right. Chris Gaines songs. And it's, again, it's this whole thing. And I, the, the thing, in my opinion, what they should have done is promote this movie as Garth Brooks starring in a movie. He plays the character of Chris Gaines. Then once that movie's out, you release the Chris Gaines Greatest Hits album because everyone's like, oh, it's like right. the soundtrack to know. the movie. This was all done right. pre. So they were literally trying to create, like, in a very short amount of time, someone's 30-year career and then, like, get everyone stoked on Chris Gaines and then release a biopic about Chris Gaines. Right, right, like, and you right. Get, like, it's, it's, it's really interesting. He should have you know, gone more of the Dewey Cox, you know. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> exactly. And it's like, we talk about this all the time on, on Culture Dumps, where there is this big push for something and then it either doesn't happen or something terrible happens and it ruins the careers. This is literally, again, them trying to make someone an icon in the minds of people all over the world and especially in the u.s and then through the fandom that you've created for this made-up person then people will want to see this movie and it just it, right, it's just right. again it's so backwards now the album spawned four singles lost in you right now it doesn't matter to the sun and that's what, the way i remember it now two of these songs lost in you and right now were accompanied with music videos so you're watching see like country music television or mtv or whatever vh1 and not only are you you know seeing this chris gaines album in stores you, you see him play on snl but now there's music videos for this person right. and you're like what in the fuck is going on here Who's no one this? has any yeah. idea that this is all for a movie right right because he didn't yeah he just didn't say it and they didn't say it because they couldn't because the movie wasn't being made yet yeah like that was the (laughs) like they jumped the gun they're like okay that's a great idea to make a movie where like garth is playing this you know washed up musician that's going to get back in the saddle but like let's make that musician almost like they wanted people to think it was like a real person and no one was going to catch on that it was god about you're like oh i didn't know about him you know like yeah, because there was that. What was that one? The Sugar Man or whatever. It was like this. Like there was kind of. It was like a. It was an actual story about this guy who no one ever heard of, and he like what he was kind of. It literally actually sounds exactly like that. It's like Sugar Man or something. And then he I, like had a know. movie made about him, and then he got popular because then people actually found out who the fuck he was and realized he had been making music for like forty years. Yeah, it's, so. it's it's absolutely bizarre. And again, the biggest thing that makes it the most bizarre in this case is how fucking famous Garth Brooks was. Like, right. I guess the difference with that is the guy was completely obscured. Like you can't do an Andy then, Kaufman when you're fucking right. that big, you know? <laughs> right, right, and that's right. what he was basically doing. Like he was pulling like this completely dedicated to the character thing and they were creating this whole world around this artist and like basically, you know, making everyone think like, no, this guy has been existing, mm-hmm. you know, so much so right, that like right. his greatest hits is out now and right, you can get right. into this and no one knew that the movie was coming. So mm-hmm. the release of the album and the music videos dumbfounded Garth fans as there was no mention of the film, the lamb fans thought that this was either the first step of Garth completely losing his mind or just a <laughs> self-serving grandiose concept album because they were not told that the entire thing was a vehicle to promote a film that wasn't 
made yet. Right, <laughs> like, right. it, it just it just keeps going back to this thing where it's like, dude, no one fucking knows what you're doing, and right. this guy's so big, and like the money's coming mm-hmm. in. I mean, the the thing went two times platinum, so like no one's really pumping the brakes on it. Like right. to be like, hey, maybe we should slow down because then they go off e- even further with the whole charade and it gets mm-hmm. even fucking wackier in order to record the greatest hits album that was supposed to represent decades worth of songs. Garth used vocal tracks from unreleased demos he had saved throughout his career in order to make the album sound like it had been recorded over a long period of time or at least at different points in Chris Gaines life. So. Wow. They would take these isolated vocal tracks that had never come out of Garth Brooks singing like when he's in his 20s, you know, early 30s, like just shit that had never come out. And then they took those tracks, built new songs around them that didn't sound like country songs, but more like your mainstream, like mom and dad rock, rock music, adult you know, contemporary, adult it's contemporary a, rock music. such a weird way to make music. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, oh, well, like, I can't just sing all 12 songs or whatever it was on this right. Greatest Hits album because it'll seem like Garth Brooks just recorded this. So they had to take his younger voice, his, his you know, mm-hmm. not-so-young voice, his older voice and present-day voice in order to create the illusion that Chris Gaines had been around for X amount of years. But then there are also, but then there are admittedly throwaways, you know? It's like stuff yeah, that Garth exactly. Brooks didn't think was good enough to be a hit, so, like, it's already kind of like... Or he was storing this up the whole time. He's been been playing it a long time. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't even think that that, that's it. But yeah, all the tracks were recorded around that. And while the music itself was a departure from the usual Garth Brooks sound, it was the Chris Gaines look that got the most attention. According to Garth, the look of Chris Gaines was inspired by Johnny Resnick of the Goo Goo Dolls. I see that. I was also going to say Zoolander. He looks like fucking Zoolander. (laughs) But I guess this was before Zoolander. Yeah. I think the Zoolander concept was mid was maybe before then, but I don't know how much it was executed. But the movie was two thousand one. So oh yeah, but so, again, yeah, it, it, it yeah he definitely has like that kind of thing because he's always like this pouty look and like it's what a, yeah. it's what a the biggest mainstream country singer on the planet thinks like a tortured rock star acts right. looks also, like. Also, the aging thing. I'm just like, I mean, you look the you look just as young as. Garth Brooks. He doesn't. Well, we're going to get that. We're going to get to that. How they <laughs> okay. explain that away. Because right. fucking, they had to do all these things. Again, like, mm-hmm. like they, they had the forethought when they were putting out the album where it's like, no, we need to have your voice sound like you're at different points of your life. So that's how they pulled that off. And, uh, with the appearance, we're going to get into how, how that worked, too, because obviously you can't have a picture of young Chris Gaines, you know, right, so how do they do that? Right, well, we'll get into that. Right, right. But some people thought that the look was inspired by Australian country star Keith Urban, who actually played guitar on some of the Chris Gaines recordings. Now, Garth not only appeared as Gaines in pictures, but also participated in interviews and television appearances as the character. Uh, it's also worth noting that famed legendary producer Don Was produced the album. It was oh, like, damn. you know, w- would take interviews talking about working with Chris and how uh-huh. influential Chris Gaines was and how oh working with him means this. Like, everyone was in on this shit. And like I said, you know, Garth then hosted SNL, but when he came out, you know, as the musical guest, he did it as Chris Gaines, which, right, like, I'm sure right. SNL was super pissed about because they're like, no, we have <laughs> Garth Brooks. Like, we let you act throughout yeah. the entire fucking episode and you're gonna <laughs> fucking for you. you're gonna fuck with us by doing Chris Gaines when it comes time for your songs what the fucking shit and so and a lot of people when they saw the SNL they just thought that that was like a joke but like it wasn't funny so they're like oh yeah he was doing this thing it didn't really work I didn't get why that was funny but no it wasn't supposed to be he was really like pretending like Chris Gaines was someone else and he was just hosting SNL 
Right, right. Yeah. And the album itself got mixed reviews from critics, garnering more head scratches than praise. Without the knowledge of the intended film, critics and fans were left in the dark as to why Chris Gaines even existed. The music was essentially Garth Brooks, but a little more rock and roll, and even that is a stretch. Like it's right. It's it, not it's, like rock. Yeah, and music. I wish we had more clips to show you guys, but Garth Brooks is notoriously tight with his music rights. Like he doesn't if I'm not mistaken, he still doesn't have music on iTunes or Spotify or anything. He sees all of his albums as singular pieces of of art and uh, mm-hmm. the idea that you would just release the single for people to buy and then they'll never hear the rest of the album cuz there's this quote where he's like talking about uh you know, because he's like, yeah, I talked to Paul McCartney about it when the Beatles put their stuff on iTunes because I just couldn't believe it. And he's like, and you know, sure, I got friends in low places, but there's other songs like The River and, and The Wolf or, or whatever he says. And the, like those songs change people's lives. Yeah. And like, he's just like, he like, basically, it's his way of saying, like, I don't let you buy one of my songs because like you might miss another one of my songs that could change your life. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's, he's wacky. I mean, he's that's totally the wacky. The, that's the point of this episode, but he's yeah, wacky. Chris fucking Gaines. Yeah, exactly. Now it's time for the dumpiest part of this whole thing. The most elaborate aspect of the Chris Gaines experiment was the full-length, surprisingly in-depth episode of VH1's Behind the Music centered around Gaines' life, complete with botched business deals, deaths, sex addiction, and a comeback. There are several aspects of this episode that make it fascinating and hilarious. The main being that they made an entire life story for this made-up guy and hired actors and real stars to participate, and Garth Brooks is in character the entire time as Chris Gaines. This is the Uh. intro to the episode of Behind the Music. Listen to how serious and real this sounds. He was a rocker who liked fast cars and even faster women. Sex. That's the greatest thing about being a musician. His passion for music was rivaled by only one thing. I've gone to his hotel room on occasion, and uh, there have been more women there than I would count on one hand. But his addiction to sex finally forced Chris Gaines to seek help. Fortunately, he did get help, because if he didn't, he was headed down a path that was just destructive. Chris Gaines' solo career took him to the top of the charts. Then his manager took him to the cleaners. I turned Chris Gaines from a nobody into a superstar. When he lost his best friend, he almost lost his way. Heaven knows I'm head over heels at the show. I know they were close. They had a, like a brother thing going. Chris's face was horribly disfigured in a spectacular car crash. You live with your face for 25 years and then just have it totally reshaped. It's, uh, it's not an easy thing to get along with. But he came back to fight another day. He basically had said to them, you know what, I'm the king now, and you're going to answer to me. Now, Rock's Mystery Man revealed behind the life of Chris Gaines. 
Now, in the episode, we learned that Gaines was actually born in Australia, and he had an Olympic swimmer mother, and her fa- and his father was her coach. And his father tried to get Gaines to follow in his footsteps and become a swimmer, but music, of course, became his obsession after they moved to California, where in Chris Gaines, a.k.a. Garth Brooks' words, the women were just gorgeous, and, and it was just such a happening scene. And he meets his best friend in high school, whose name is Tommy Levitz, and uh, again, this is made up. It's gonna, okay, this is where it's gonna start getting tricky because you're going to think I'm talking about shit that really happened. None of this happened. So he's in high school in California after moving from Australia. His parents want him to become a swimmer. He's kind of working at that. Falls in love with music. Meets this kid, Tommy Levitz, and Chris idolizes him because he's so good at music and really kind of motivates Chris into taking it seriously and they start their band called Crush which then start yeah which then start hitting the Hollywood circuit so they're talking about playing the whiskey and the troubadour and man we didn't really make too much money but the girls man the girls and that's kind of the center point of Chris Gaines' life in this behind the music episode is like for some reason Garth wrote this character to be like a ferocious sex addict that just had this like unquenchable thirst for women that like led to like so many downfalls in his life. Like something so opposite of Garth Brooks image, but like when he got the chance to be like a black haired soul patch donning, like rock star, he's like, Oh, and you know what else? He should have like tons of sex. Like that would be good. Right. Like, (laughs) I feel like that's that. Like what you said is just like him imagining what a rock star is. Yeah, but also, like, him getting to, like, even just vocally uh, live a life that he'll never get to live. You know, well, not to say that Garth Brooks couldn't have, you know, gotten some action, you know, at at his height. But, like, you could just tell they're really laying it on thick. Like, every chance that Garth Brooks, as Chris Gaines in this Behind the Music, is on screen, he's talking about women. And, like, then it'll be, like, someone hired to play his manager or, like, agent or something. They're like, you'd go into Gaines' room and there'd be more women in there that you could count on one hand. And stuff. And, like, there'd be girls where it's like, oh, easily there'd be three, four girls in the bed at at night. And he's just like, women are a drug, man. Sex is a drug. And it's like, what are you doing? This is such an unnecessary act aspect of this like that that uh that makes me think of sopranos when uh they kill big pussy and he's telling that story about his little girlfriend and he's like i would i would get drunk with her every night eat her pussy like this uh. and, then, and then tony's like was she even real and then boom shoots him yeah anyway <laughs> yeah, yeah nice spoiler alert for any of our fans that haven't listened to or haven't watched the uh, sopranos god you're obsessed but uh <laughs> you, you love it so much but anyways yeah they keep bringing this in and now the life continues so crush gets signed they're super huge touring and then tommy his best friend who got him into music dies and chris is just devastated you know it'd never be the same person again um and again this is starting to sound like it's real again because mm-hmm. you know chris Gaines is sitting there and it's like the classic behind the music set where there's like candelabras yeah. and like mm-hmm. heavy velvet curtains and shit the, all around the, him the music yeah. yeah yeah and he's just like tommy was my god man Tommy's my God. And like, he's oh like crying. God. Dude, yeah. And, and like, and you can find this. We posted it on our Patreon, folks. Uh, Patreon.com slash culture dumps. But so that's the thing. And then, yeah, his friend dies. So Chris goes solo after being pressured by managers and agents. And 
again, now you thought he was getting chicks when he was in Crush. Now it's becoming like a problem in his life where he's, he's just having so much sex and, and it's just really clouding his mind. And, and But he releases oh like th- these great albums that are instantly becoming classics. And, uh, you know, he, he gets this manager named Roma Still who he ends up becoming like in a relationship with, but then she rips him off like in a contract where it turns out he didn't really own anything, any of his rights and not like nothing was his and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Like classic fucking, you know, behind the music. They use like every trope in behind right, the music right. in this episode. Cause like, Oh, we get to fake it now. So let's take mm-hmm. all the parts of real people's lives and put it in this fake one. Right. And, right. You know, so, so there's that, and then you know he has this house in in like Malibu that's like where he really felt at home, and his friends could really see him kind of getting over the death of his best friend and getting more into his music, and the house burns down. So then he loses that, and he's like, oh fuck, and he's totally lost in life, uh, not really understanding, you know, what what, he, what he's gonna do next. And then one day he's whipping through the canyons in his sports car, and he gets in a horrific accident, and they describe the accident in this fake behind the music in such detail right. it's like it actually flew 80 feet off the road colliding into a blah blah like into a birch tree which then exploded into flames as the car tore apart and it's just like dude this isn't it's real just, it's, it's just yeah it's like this isn't maybe, real maybe um you know so in the arc you know you need that downfall and then maybe garth brooks because he has such a clean image like maybe he felt like maybe drugs. He was like, I can't even my fake persona can't be a drug addict. You yeah, know, because no, sometimes people get fucking... weird like that. Where like they won't even pretend to be a yeah, person. Yeah, so he picks sex. So, which so like, he's like, I'll be a sex addict because yeah, know. and it's like great. Know, so you just treated thing. like thousands of people like dog shit. Like right, that makes right. you look way better than if you said you were hooked <laughs> on smack and fucking married. You know what I mean? It's like it's right, so backwards, right. and you can tell it's just like it might have even been like an inside joke. Where he's like, dude, and what if we made him like a sex addict? And they're like, and they're oh, just, my God, dude. Actually, that's but, a good idea. Yeah. But he gets in this car accident. Chris Gaines gets in this car accident uh, in made up behind the music life. And this is why they did it. They didn't do this crash to make him hit rock bottom. They did this because when they're showing like footage or like footage, quote unquote, of Crush and Chris Gaines when he's younger, it they have an actor playing him, the same actor that portrayed a young Brad Pitt in another movie. And I guess that's where uh, Garth Thalman, he's like, I want that guy to be me. But obviously, Garth Brooks doesn't look like someone that would play a young Brad Pitt. So what they said was that during the accident, his face was so fucked up that it had to be reconstructed. And now oh he looks God. like Garth Brooks as Chris Gaines. That's and commitment, that's, folks. That's, that's commitment. how they do it. And like, so like it goes from like him looking one way and then it's like, now he's like the Garth Brooks, Chris Gaines. And he's like, you live with one face for 25 years. And all of a sudden, every time you look in the mirror, it's someone different. And like, (laughs) just like going through this thing. And like, that's how like they explain that. Like, cause again, they, they couldn't just take pictures of young Garth Brooks and say, this is young Chris Gaines. It doesn't work like that. Cause there's supposed to be two completely different people in every aspect. So they had to have a young actor. So instead they're like, oh yeah, the reason why he looks like this is because his face was like torn off of his body and it had to be put back on. (laughs) And that's why his hair's in his face because he's self-conscious and like blah, blah, blah. And then it's like classic behind the music 
you know, he like had a, he was in a relationship like throughout this career and she knew that he was cheating all this time, blah, blah, blah. But then he went through therapy for his sexual addictions and then for his face reconstruction and all the trauma and everything. And they are happily together now. And then it's like, and in 1999, Chris Gaines released the long awaited greatest hits compilation right. featuring his strongest tracks, blah, blah, blah. And it's like this. Whole, and then like it shows him performing and like he's yeah. like making a big comeback. And that is where the lamb was supposed to come into play. And, and the movie just, was supposed to come out, right. and it just never did. So, like, everyone was just did, like, "What the fuck happened?" Did they film any of it? Like, is there no. any footage? They just it never even went to production. Stop production because he starts again. He jumped the gun and starts putting out all this Chris Gaines shit, and it got received so poorly that Paramount was like, "Yeah, we're not going to make this." Oh my god! Like, I wish no they one, had made it. Oh, me the, too. Because the, the lamb, lamb also, ha- yeah, the name has this little like Jesus connotation. I'm like. Seems like it'd be a great like the movie. lost lamb that needs to be brought back to to the right. shepherd. Yeah. Also, and, he doesn't the 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 Garth Brooks as Chris Gaines doesn't look like a guy who got in a fucking accident. No, like his skin's perfect. He's got perfect fucking no. skin. You know. No, and Garth Brooks talks about that. Like I watched this video of him uh, live, and actually we're we're just gonna play the, this little clip of Garth Brooks uh, explaining to an audience the whole Chris Gaines thing. Maybe some of you are wondering what this cat, Chris, kind of looks like, all right? You got to know, he was in a bad, bad car wreck in 92, okay? Because we got this young kid to play him from 1986 to 1992. Happens to be the same young kid that played young Brad Pitt in Seven Years of Tibet, right? I casted him myself, of course, you know? Because, you know, the kid's just gorgeous, right? And I'm looking at him, I'm going... Yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, this guy's in a car wreck in 1992, right? And so I'm supposed to take the character over from 92 on. So my loving brother, the first time he ever sees young Chris, he looks at his face and he looks at me and he goes, that must have been a hell of a car wreck. And so, yeah, even he knows now in retrospect that that was silly. But in 2020, he announced that he would be releasing new Chris Gaines music. Yeah, it's, I saw it's that. not over. 2020 just had a lot of everyone sitting on their ass. So, mm-hmm. like, Garth is just like, well, I guess I'll bring Gaines back. Why not? Right. You know, 20 year and, cycle, you know. Yeah. And one of my favorite uh, quotes from Garth Brooks about Chris Gaines was he said uh, that his ribs are still sore from everyone kicking the shit out of him over it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it, like no one lets it go. But interestingly, um, uh, Donald Glover, Childish Gambino cover is lost in you. The Chris Gaines song like no recently. Shit. Like only within wow. a couple of years uh, did he come out and perform like, you know, and play this Chris Gaines cover. And that's like a thing. And like other country, like it's now like a big joke in the country music world where if you say Chris Gaines, like just about everyone in mainstream country is going to know that it was this right. weird Garth thing, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of them yeah. will know the backstory behind it because it just became this industry thing where I, I feel like if a country star right. is trying to get like a little too straight off the, off the path, like they're like, no, no, no. You remember what happened with Chris Gaines? Yeah. You know, and, and it's a way to like recenter yourself and feel it's like, like jumping you the are shark. good enough, you know? Right. Right. Oh, it's totally jumping the shark. It, it, yeah. A hundred percent. If you don't, if you folks don't understand uh, that reference, what jumping the shark is. And uh, we've talked about doing just a culture dumps on that trope, but mm-hmm. in an episode of happy days, kind of right before happy days really fell off and, and ended up being canceled. Um, 
Fonzie was gonna on water skis jump over a shark like he was gonna hit a ramp and clear a bunch of sharks or a shark and it was like this completely unnecessary thing that was like amped up so big as this was like gonna be the big moment and then it happens and like it's just like ruins everything because it's so stupid much like we talked about it on um on Al Capone's vault we talked about it right right (laughs) and yeah this is a total shark jump right here Chris Gaines Keep Fonz on the motorcycle. That's for sure. Yeah, keep him but away. He's, he's from got sharks. his leather jacket though, which is pretty sick. He's yeah, and a speedo, which is yeah. like some Jeff Stryker like porn <laughs> shit. But uh, no, yeah, it's like keep Fonz in the leather jacket and keep Garth in the cowboy hat. Don't put the fucking wig on him. Don't give him the little soul patch. Don't even entertain that right, because right. once you do, you get a gain situation, and that's kind of the whole fucking thing. And that's why we couldn't resist doing this as a dump because it is just such a fucking head scratcher it's such an anomaly yeah Yeah. and then there's there's just and then it's kind of mysterious it's kind of mysterious like there's not like a ton of information about it you know what else it reminds me of um didn't david johansson from new york dolls didn't he he was buster poindexter yeah 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 but he had a big hit with that but even that's like that's more novelty and like way more tongue-in-cheek garth going chris gaines was again very self-serving very like grandiose and like kind of delusional because it's like dude they're not even making the movie yet and you thought it would be a good idea to like trick but not trick people into thinking that it's like a real guy and building up a whole career worth of material and life story and backstory now you have other actors involved like there's some there's many people out there that have a credit on imdb for being in the chris Gaines (laughs) behind the music because they're fucking actors (laughs) (laughs) oh i love it's out of control i love it though yeah yeah i love it no i think it's very daring i think it's very outside of the country music kind of realm you know and and the kind of things that they do that country singers do like this is a very artistic turn you know Mm -hmm. and i guess that's what it means i guess what, what it means is it's silly to think that you could do that at, at such a level, but right. I think it. I think that's why artists are artists, is because you're allowed to explore and you're allowed right. to make you know like interesting, yeah. challenging decisions and and release questionable you know albums and TV shows and do appearances as a different character to try and work something out or to promote something. But the thing right. is, it doesn't work if the thing you're promoting never happens and you don't tell anyone that that's what you're right. doing. And, and that's where, like, I feel like the jumping the shark is when, like, a show runs out of ideas and then, like, let's do something ridiculous as a desperate last minute thing. Whereas this is, I mean, maybe, like, going Chris Gaines should be its own phrase because it's like you're almost going rogue. It's like he had tons of success after the Chris Gaines Oh, thing. yeah. So it's He's almost still like huge. It's not he, he just quite the same two, as it's, it's not like he, running out of yeah. ideas. He just, like, went for something. And so, I like, yeah, I really he, applaud that. Garth Brooks this year in 2021 set two records in different states for the fastest sellouts in stadium history. Like oh he's God. he's still fucking massive. Yeah. And Chris Gaines is like this little fucking shaggy wigged like dark spot on the face of his career. Right. You know that I'm sure he wished at one point everyone would just forget about. And then now that you can't. Uh, he's he's going to re-release, him. you know, oh, oh some God. unreleased Chris Gaines tracks. It's like, stop <laughs> acting like he's fucking real. Stop acting yeah. like that. He's not right. real. Stop that. But he's a weird guy. But, and like I said, watch yeah. his watch Garth Brooks first Facebook video. If you need any if this isn't convincing you enough 
that he's a weird guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also interesting. Uh, Garth Brooks's uh, current wife, Trisha Yearwood, uh, famous for um, X's and O's. She's in love with the boy. Um, mm-hmm. Also, her line of products at Bed Bath and Beyond. Um, for instance, Trisha Yearwood's Taste of Summer uh, cocktail mix, which is delicious with some <laughs> Malibu rum. Yeah, I drank like seventeen thousand of them when I was at Stagecoach. <laughs> but, oh my god. Um, she says that the Chris Gaines album is her favorite album of Garth Brooks. Wow. And this is the woman that's married to the guy. But I feel like maybe that's like some weird shit where she's just like picturing Chris Gaines when she's like getting it in with Garth. <laughs> you know, where she's like, yeah, I mean, Chris Gaines was sexy and apparently he could fuck because he did it oh all the time. God. You know? <laughs> but yeah, so I guess what it all means and why it's a dump is because it is okay to take risks. And artists should. That's what keeps us entertained. That's what keeps them healthy and happy mm-hmm. mentally. You know, you got to work things out if it's there. And it's totally okay to do outlandish things to promote your artwork and, and, you know, future works. But it doesn't mean that it's going to work every time. Right. This is a huge it's, example of it not working. Part of taking a risk is that... The risk is it might not work out. Yeah. So. Sometimes you crap out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, folks, this has been another episode of Culture Dumps. I'm Ryan Lichten. I've been joined by Parks Miller. Please follow us on Instagram at Culture Dumps. Contact us with suggestions of dumps if you'd like at culturedumps at gmail.com and sign up for our Patreon, please, at patreon.com slash culture dumps. If you ate it up, we dump it out. <laughs>